Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. So... <laughs> we are live. Why, hello there and good morning and welcome to Fight Club, everybody. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> good morning. Happy to Fight Club or welcome to Fight Club, everyone. Um, this is the show for home business owners and service industry experts who are looking to improve their marketing, finances, uh, systems and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts ourselves. And we're joined this week by Lindsay Kirshner. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, Lindsay. Yeah, you <laughs> <Hey>, are. <Lindsay. laughs> well, super excited to have you with us. Can you just give everyone a little bit of background about yourself and your business? Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> my name is Lindsay Kirchner. You got it right. Um, Yay. And yeah, and I am the customer um, experience officer for the Contractor Sales Academy. Um, and in that group, we help contractors learn how to sell to their prospects. And I got started with that through being a small business owner in the contracting industry. We found the CSA and utilized it kind of for our own business. And uh, things just kind of morphed where I was invited to come on and actually work with the company. So it was a great opportunity. Awesome. And can we just mention quickly that she's the only girl in there? Like, that's really <laughs> awesome that you're like the first woman in there. It's like you're taking some ground. I love it. I absolutely that's love right. that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited you. about that part. I just had to throw that in. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'll take it. <laughs> love it. In this industry, it's awesome to have extra women involved. So we love it. Um, so I am Taylor Maroney, and it's nice to meet you, Lindsay. I co-own a power washing company called Pure Power Washing in South Florida. I've worked in marketing for about six years, and I found my passion in helping business owners understand the analytics behind their marketing and knowing what those numbers are that are coming to them from their marketing company so they can make better decisions and better sales decisions and educate their clients better. So that's where my background is. I'm super excited to say welcome to Fight Club and welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. And I'm going to play Megan today. Let's see how I do. Uh, <laughs> Megan Likes, I am the co-owner of Likes Accounting Company, where we help you outsource all of those nasty bookkeeping tasks. Look, I'm doing really good. Megan would be very proud. Um, and I co-own a window cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, in California. Wow. I did pretty good. I think Megan would be proud. So Megan uh, uh, is awesome and we miss her. Megan is in Kenya today. So we're out of, of Megan today, but I will be playing Megan um, as, as the show progresses today. And I am Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and you can outsource your office, either CSR or admin staff, or even all the way up to an office manager with our services. And welcome, Lindsay, to Fight Club. I'm excited to see you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And I'm only playing one person today. And I'm Martha Woodward and I am owner of a maid service in Oklahoma. And I actually live about a hundred miles from there. So I learned early on how to be an absentee owner. And that's what I help people with is how to have a great company culture, but yet, not have to be there day to day. I am also co-founder of Quality Driven Software. And 
anyway, we're excited to have you on, Lindsay, and Girl Power. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, as far as the round robin side of it goes, I'm going to start with you first, Lindsay. And I was actually kind of going through y'all's website on uh, Contractor Sales Academy. And one of the things that really jumped out to me was um, it's one of your main sections in, um, let me actually get the proper name right here. So in your CSA, the bridge section mm -hmm. of your website, and it's heading says prospects aren't cheap. They're just uneducated. And I find that that's a huge piece when it comes to marketing for small business owners is the education process and what you do, what services you offer and how that sets you apart from other um, service in service experts in your area. So do you mind just taking a few minutes and talking about why this is so important and why this is one of the areas that you guys do like to focus on with the contractors you do serve? Yeah, definitely. So um what we have found is that a lot of times when we get calls from homeowners, you know, as the contractor ourselves, that it's not uncommon to become frustrated when you get a call and the person that you're talking to on the other line just doesn't know what you do or have an idea with pricing. And we we like to remind ourselves and remind um, the contractors that we that we serve that homeowners don't just they don't know they're looking for that information. They're not trying to be cheap. There's just such a mix of information that's out there between TV shows that you see, between magazines that you read, between what Pinterest says. And so we like to take um, that approach, kind of the, that Marcus Sheridan, they ask you answer, where you, you need to kind of put it out there. You need to let homeowners know what, what services that you do provide and kind of arrange an idea of what you charge for those services as well. So that by the time that they're reaching out or calling you, making contact with you, they already have an idea of what you what can you do to do that project for them and what we're looking at price-wise for that. They, uh, that, you know, we like to remind them that not everybody is sitting there looking for the best price. Um, and sometimes that's kind of the story that we make up in our own heads. I agree. Absolutely. And it's, it was something I remember when I started with my husband, um, that was an area that he was struggling in with as well. It was, you know, they're just looking for the cheapest guy. They're just looking for the ninety, you know, the ninety-nine dollar guys. Everyone calls it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not always the case. I mean, there's there's ways that you can place into your marketing, just like you said. Like Marcus Sheraton has the "They Ask You Answer." There's so many ways you can implement that on your website, within your sales process, with your marketing team themselves, mm -hmm. on your social media. And I find it really funny that you brought Pinterest up because I am that housewife. <laughs> Even though I own business, I still go to Pinterest first for ideas. Yep. You do. Uh -huh. Like that's a great place for a vision board for housewives. And it's an area for them to get ideas for what they're looking for, but they really don't know the details behind it. It's just photos. Mm -hmm. so you're just seeing the vision itself. You're not understanding the full detail. So the education process is very important for marketing and you can be able to implement it in very various ways. Um, what's kind of your favorite way to implement education with um, working with your clients? So is it more phone call information? Is it having it on the website? What areas do you guys like to work with first? I think just getting it out there kind of on social media. So many people right now are on social media. So not being afraid to use your mm -hmm. cell phone and go live when you're on the job <laughs> site and say, hey, this is where we're at. This is the team. This is how we're taking care of this homeowner's property. Um, this is what we're doing here. This is what the homeowner has asked for. And providing almost like a storyline because a lot of times when when we um, sell the job the right way using kind of the Shinfu process, which we teach, 
is you're understanding the motive, you're understanding the why behind the project. So when you're able to go on social media or make even like a YouTube video about it and share that whole story and really kind of give the full picture of what's going on and not only something that is that you're hearing or reading, but something that you can come through and you can see and you can see the team, you can see who would be working on your property, you can see who you'd be talking with on the phone. So having that visual component is so important these days, especially as everything has seemed to move to a video <laughs> format. Um, Absolutely. And then taking that same idea and creating these educational YouTube videos. So that way, when you have, when you sell a job and you're getting ready to kind of um, go out right before you start the project, you can say, hey, this is what you can expect. If we're coming out and doing a big landscaping project, or if we're coming through and power washing, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of dirt and grime when we're coming through, but we're going to rinse all that off. You're going to see some pink foam possibly as we spray, but that's not going to stay. That's yeah. going to dissipate and you can show video and they can, um, you can kind of set some expectations that way too. Absolutely. So with one video, Lindsay just made a great point. One video, you're able to hit social media. You're able to hit your clientele mm -hmm. you're going out and serving and you're able to then place that on YouTube and let them know that here's a link to an educational piece so you know what to expect. You know, maybe it's a how to prepare your home prior to having us come out and clean. Those are educational pieces that I can assure you other business owners are not working with right now. You know, those are pieces that people tend to forget about, how to make sure that you're prepped for the team to show up, things that you can do to make sure you're ready when your, you know, service um, experts do arrive. And it does really lead from the marketing side of it directly into the sales process. And you can be able to then, once you're educating those clients on what services you offer, how you go about those services and how you're able to um, effectively achieve their why, like Lindsay said, you're now just from that first phone call, that initial touch, which Michelle and her team are great with, you know, once you hit that initial touch, now they're ready for that estimate, for that person to come out and speak with you in person. Again, get someone in front of them and have them inter interact with them. And then from there, it makes it a lot easier. I've noticed, especially with my husband, it's you can transition that sale so much easier once the education starts from the phone and, and even before that, prior to on the website, YouTube, areas that they can find on social. So you can absolutely connect and, you know, I joke all the time with my husband. I'm like, we should start a Pinterest, like out of fun. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's an option. If you're, if you're an interior home designer, if you work as a general contractor, there's ways that you can take projects you've worked with and start putting those on the web and those social platforms to be able to have vision boards yourself of what projects you've done and how now other people are going to be able to see those. So I appreciate you taking some time with me. Um, Sales-wise, <laughs> I know it's definitely a Megan topic normally. So I normally like to transition that to her, but today Michelle gets to take over some sales. So <laughs> we're going to talk about money and money. I love the CSA. Um, I think they've really identified that money is not a dirty word, like making money, having a gross profit margin. These things are really important. And even putting your prices on the website is very important. So tell us how CSA kind of translates into, into money and finances and how you can really help your members not be so afraid and get past that sort of money issue. Because I know that can be scary for a lot of contractors. So tell us how you're tackling that at CSA. So one of the big things that we do, kind of the foundation of the program is we do what we call role plays, which is basically we have kind of a five-step sales script that we mm -hmm. recommend. There's five different steps that we want to cover. There's different questions that you can ask into that. 
But by yep. doing these role plays, it helps you build the confidence because we have a lot of members that come in and they're good. Like, hey, I can produce the work. There's no yeah. issues with that. But having yeah. the conversation around the price of what it costs to produce it, because we tend to fall back on what we've seen before, which we've seen before um, in contracting, maybe a family member who worked 80 to 90 hours a week during the busy season. And, yeah. you know, we're still kind of scraping by. And so th we're learning from our past generations who maybe didn't have the same sales component or didn't have the time to research the sales aspect mm -hmm. of being a business owner. So we do these yeah. role plays where we can practice to build that confidence so that when we are getting ready to talk about money to the homeowner, that we can say it with confidence and we have a better understanding of what our prices are also, because it's not just throwing out a dollar amount and saying, Hey, it's going to cost you this yeah. much, but it's making sure that you know what the job is actually going to cost you for labor and material mm -hmm. and making sure that you're putting enough on top to cover yeah. so that you have a profit there yeah. so that you're not just throwing out a random number. You're making at least 50%, if not more. I know from interacting at the, at the, you know, contractor sales Academy and, and doing role plays myself, I loved the way that you taught contractors how to actually give a price over the phone, which mm -hmm. seems outrageous. And then to give a range over the phone so that you were really identifying and qualifying that customer right up front with the finance piece, right? Mm -hmm. You weren't going to just show up and give a price for somebody and they were going to laugh you out the front door, you were really kind of setting that expectation up front about the money part. So that was one of the parts that I found super intriguing. And it was funny because that was hard for me personally, when we did the role plays, mm -hmm. that was hard for me to talk about our services and how much they cost. And it was funny because it kind of got a pain point for me. So I know a lot of business owners feel that discomfort around the financial piece because they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm so worth it. Trust me. It's good. We're going to do fine. Um, and I loved that you kind of attacked that right at the beginning and gave people that confidence. So um, what are you seeing out there in terms of trends for contractors? I mean, I know for us, I saw a lot of our clients actually grow in 2020 and 2021 has even been better. Are you seeing the same thing for your members? Yes, the sales, excuse me, the sales have been out of this world for our members um, so yeah. much that we've had a lot of members who are booking into 2022 now. And this is like wow. unprecedented for them, you know, it's like, hey, um, normally I'm booked out maybe a month or two, but right now I'm booked out seven to eight months. Yeah, and so that's awesome. Yeah, there's there and that that starts to show new cracks in businesses because it's like, okay, now I'm booked out. But I yeah. need to realize that, you know, maybe my staff, maybe I need more employees, I need better train employees, or I need to learn how to mind the gap between when I sell the job and when I produce the job. So um, sales have been great for a lot of our members. And it just goes to show, okay, um, let me think about now, what are some new processes that I need to take into account with my sales yeah. being so great? Um, now what happened? Areas. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, that's a perfect transition into me being me now. So I will <laughs> let Megan go and we will say hello to Michelle. So, um, systems, that's where I really shine. And I love systems. I love breaking things down to their component parts. In fact, I was just having a very, not heated, but very uh, interesting conversation with my husband, Doug, downstairs about our sales process. We're building a system for our salespeople now, the salespeople that we're building into our company. So 
we're breaking down what does that sale look like? What are the component parts? And we did bring up CSA and the Shinfu and the five steps. Um, so I understand that building something like that for a lot of contractors can be scary. Um, what's the first sort of system you see people that are really succeeding kind of attack first? Is it the office component? Is it the CRM? Like what, where do you see people kind of starting when they kind of enter into the CSA? Is there a place where you're seeing more people get going? Is it more operations, more sales, more office? Like where are they starting? You know, I think it's, I'm probably the, <laughs> it's going to be kind of one-sided because we focus so much on mm. sales and the CSA. Yeah. So I see it just through the sales. It's yeah. um, people coming in and not really having a sales system to begin with yeah. or having something that kind of a skeleton of a system and mm -hmm. really coming in and being able to tweak that and learning how they can implement. Okay. So we talk about upfront pricing. So yeah. then it's also, okay, well, how are people buying? They're buying online. So I want to yeah. be able to have a pre pre-qualification on online pricing. So I need a yeah. new website and I want yeah. my website to funnel into <laughs> my sales system because yeah. if they're researching me first and they're contacting me through my website, you know, yeah. we want the same feeling throughout the entire company, whether it's from the website, whether you're talking to the owner, whether you're talking to the foreman on site, um, yeah. because you, you know, the worst part is when you have a great call and a great connection with somebody that sold you something and then everybody else that comes out on site, you're like, wait, I've, I've completely lost my trust yeah. now. So it, yeah. you know, we, we just all see it from that sales and from coming in and learning something to implement or, Hey, this has worked well for me. And now I'm bringing team members in because I've been able to yeah. sell so much that now I have team members and I want them to learn the system as well. Yeah. That's huge. And, and sales drives everything. All of us on screen here have service businesses of our own or other companies of our own. And we know, you know, if sales aren't coming in and we're not creating new clients or new customers, we're really at a loss to be able to build anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Um, I'm really seeing in my work, a lot of challenges with communication between that office or salesperson or the person initially and the folks in the field. Are you seeing any solutions out there that people are utilizing that are you're like, wow, that solved the problem or I love how they attacked that. How do you see that kind of communication going between the office and the field or how do you do it in your business? So what we've seen that works the most is doing consistent weekly meetings with the team. Yeah. So bringing everybody in, empowering the team, asking them to speak, not somebody just standing up there and saying, hey, and, and kind of dog on everybody, right? Because a lot of times it's yeah. easier to focus on the negative or what needs improvement but to come in and use it as, um, hey, what's going well? Share with us about this project. How is that going? What are some challenges that you faced? How can we overcome that? Let's talk about it as a team. But yeah. really bringing the team in and learning that open and safe communication. Because another part of being able to trust in the team is is allowing people to kind of speak their truth and supporting that too. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And that's a system a lot of contractors can get away from because the day-to-day -day just gets so hectic. Yeah, so building time. that into your company, yeah, we don't have time and we don't make the time, mm -hmm. but building that into your company culture is super important. So that's a perfect segue for me to give you over to Martha because you're talking about team members. So thank you, Lindsay. I love both of those systems. They made a lot of sense to me. So I appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you. Um, Lindsay, you made me think of yesterday, I was in a Facebook group and there was a conversation about 
basically incentivizing your sales team. And I watched the conversation <clears throat> and I'd be interested to know your take on it because I had something to add that I saw from my own personal experience. And so let's start with, do you recommend that? Um, what have you seen with that good and bad? And uh, what's your experience? Yeah, definitely. So kind of our approach, especially like in the CSA is um, everybody on the team should be um, educated and trained in doing upsells. And then from those upsells, definitely be rewarded from that, you know, have some sort of percentage. Um, we also, one of the, the um, owners of the program, he would have a whiteboard in his office and it would have the employees' names and how much they sold that day. And mm -hmm. almost made it like mm -hmm. a friendly competition because it's like, oh wait, mm -hmm. he's doing that much. How is he getting that? I can do better than him. <laughs> And wanting to do better, but keeping it as that friendly competition. And then, yes, once you once you're making those sales, you get you get a portion back in your pocket from that um, because you you want to treat your team like family too, because you want them to go to bat for you. Mm -hmm. So they want to know that you have their back, so that they'll have your back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, of course, I absolutely agree with that. I, the only thing that I had to add, and it might've been just my personal experience and, and the person that I was working with at the time, but, um, I was bonusing her on sales and, you know, not only the revenue we were bringing in, but like her sales conversion, etc. And mm -hmm. what I saw in the long term is that we had clients who had unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. And so what came out is that to make that sale, she was kind of promising the moon mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and then it got, you know, then, then as a company, we started looking bad because these things that were promised or, or sometimes, you know, it's not that you promise it, but you don't, uh, you, you don't negate it. So mm -hmm. for example, you know, in the maid service world, it's very common for people to ask, will I get the same team all the time? Or, you know, or they'll say something like, my problem with um, my problem with my previous company is they would send different people all the time. Now, if I was a salesperson motivated to make the sale, I might go, yeah, mm -hmm, and move on. <laughs> but, but, you know, in reality, I, I know I want to say, well, you know, that could happen with us. I mean, people do quit, people call out, blah, 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 blah. And so I always, always educated them <laughs> that, you know, you educate them on how we're not going to just throw anybody in your house and they're going to be trained and blah, blah, blah. But we, we will have some staff changes, etc. But that's my example is that, um, when, 
when she was incentivized and she would hear stuff like that, she would just gloss over that. And then we were in a heap of trouble. So uh, mm. I love, I love incentives. I love pay for, for performance, but I guess I would caution people to put a retention piece in there. Just not a, not a long-term retention piece, but a short-term retention piece because uh I, I learned the hard way that you get people in if that's your focus is getting them in. And it's a little different for us because we're a recurring service and we're mm -hmm. going to try to keep them for the long haul. But uh, yeah, I had to put a retention piece in there because otherwise it was just, you know, flipping that sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. I know um, the, one of the owners that I had mentioned with his, his whiteboard, it was, you know, you got it. If you would get your piece of the pie, if you will, if the job could be produced at, you know, a certain gross profit, you know, it's not just sell it and right. Hey, we may not make money on this. You can't just mm. come in and, you know, cut the price on it. There were certain expectations and standards to be met. And then that's where those weekly meetings fall in that are good because, okay, Hey, we sold this job. This is what happened. We didn't hit you know, we didn't get it done on time. What were some things that happened here? Or in the case of, um, well, this, you know, this homeowner, she asked for recurring service, you know, the, the same staff to come and clean. Um, how did you handle that? What answer did you provide? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. kind of walking through that, okay, what are some other ideas of how we could have approached that? Mm -hmm. um, what are conversations that we could have had for the homeowner to set the right expectations so that we don't get blindsided by a phone call later on that says, Hey, you told me X, Y, and Z, but that's not happening now. Yeah. 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 All good stuff. Hmm. And those weekly meetings are really huge. And yeah. I will admit that I fell off on doing those for a while. Cause you know, like Michelle said, it just not making the time and anybody that knows me knows I, the fewer meetings I can have the better <laughs> because yeah. we live in a world where we have a lot of meetings. And, uh, but I have gone back to weekly meetings with the maid service, with the, uh, with QDS, et cetera, just because it's really imperative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super good. Patient. All right. Well, okay, um, Tay, take us away to homework, girl. Absolutely. Let's go. So we talked a lot about sales today, which is awesome because we normally don't get to talk as much about this topic. And I really hope all the business owners that have been listening and will be listening to the podcast do get some, there's great gold nuggets in here and there's great areas to listen to. So homework wise, I have, it's kind of going to be sales heavy, but it's great because like Lindsay said, there's so many areas that you can implement processes in your business to be able to create that sales process all around. So not only is it just your sales team, it does involve admin, it does involve marketing. There's other areas and your people and culture that you can adjust to make sure that your sales process is across the board for all your members. So as far as marketing goes, I'm going to keep it kind of simple for the most part. Um, I love what Lindsay said about how other, um, how business owners and, um, you know, uh, homeowners themselves kind of have a disconnect when it comes to education. So as a homeowner, they're searching online, they're searching in areas, you know, HGTV, like all these places <laughs> that you can go to, 
for your said vision board for whatever area of your home you're looking to get fixed up. So educate those clients. I want to empower you this week to take a moment, really think of an area that you get a lot of questions about, that your sales team, your office staff, you know, your on-site estimate individual sales teams, they get questions about and that you answer constantly. So kind of similar to Marcus Sheraton's, they ask you answer, make a list of those, and then just pick one that you can make a video for this week that can be transitioned to three different places. So I want you to think about a video from those questions that can go to YouTube as an educational piece that you can send to your clients and um, send it prior to you arriving on site. Also, that same video can also go on your social media and as well on your website. So I know it's kind of big. It's still, it's really just should only take you about, I'm going to say only spend about 30 minutes on this between mm -hmm. figuring out the questions and then implementing, taking the video. And then from there, actually adding it to those sites, it really should only be a 30 minute process across the board. Um, you don't want it to be too long. Keep the video relatively short. If it's a more explain, um, explanatory, explanatory, I'm not using my right. <laughs> explanatory. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Video, then it can be a little bit closer to the five minute marker if you are going through the whole process of what you're doing for that sale um, and for that service, excuse me. But if it is just kind of a short video about the process, keep it closer to one to two minutes. So anywhere from the one minute to five minute marker, nothing past that, but three places, your website, your uh, YouTube page, as well as um, your social media. So that way you've got them all covered and they're ready to go. Good, good stuff. Okay, so Megan, let's see, what would Megan give to you guys as homework this week? I think Megan would want to talk about pricing and really being comfortable with the finances of your business, right? If you're talking to customers or you have a CSR or office manager speaking to your customers, just dive straight into that pricing right away. Just say, these are the ranges of what you can expect if you work with our company and just get comfortable with that. So as the owner, Give some ranges for your people to be able to talk very openly about pricing. Um, I think that's something she would love to have us do is, you know, identify that pricing and, and have your people be really understanding and trained on that this week. So that's your homework for finances for Megan. Um, and in terms of systems for me, I love the weekly meetings thing and we do them here at Pink Collars and I use a hack on Slack. Um, to make those meetings go faster. And I actually put a workflow together that reminds everybody about the upcoming meeting and it triggers everyone with a few questions on what they'd like to talk about that week. So I'm a huge fan of that one. And so I, I'm gonna add homework in that says, if you don't have a scheduled meeting this week, just put one on the calendar for this week. Just do one and see what incredible feedback your people are gonna give you and you'll get hooked. And I want those to happen every week for you. So build that system into your business this week. Okay, that's that's what I got. All right, <laughs> Martha. And my people homework is consider an incentive program for your sales team. And for some people, they may think, well, I don't have a sales team. But if you have an office manager, if you have a VA service, et cetera, you do. You have people mm -hmm. selling on the phone. So consider an incentive program, but figure out how you're going to balance it to where 
they are incentivized to sell, but they're also incentivized to retain and make people happy. So yeah. that's your that's good homework. Wonderful. And sometimes, Lindsay, we ask if you want to do homework. So if you want to, if you want to sign homework to somebody or to everybody that's listening, you certainly can. So if you, there's anything that, that sparked your interest, please share. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would, my homework to add on is that while you're in a sales call and connecting with prospects that call you, take time to understand their why. What is their, what is their motive for picking up the phone and calling you? How long have they been thinking about the project? Why are they calling you right now? What is it? What is it that has struck a chord with them to need the service right now? And once you can understand their why, that's when you can solve their problem. Awesome. I love that. Ooh, that's good. That's super good. And I will. And Lindsay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead, Tay. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone because we gave you a ton of homework. Just pick one, just pick one this week. I know we gave you five pieces. Pick one and make sure that you execute on that one because we do have an accountability group that you can join. We'll throw that in the comments so that way you can join that group, ask questions, ask any of us. Um, we can be able to assist you in moving that goal forward and moving the needle forward in your business and in the sales process that we talked about a lot today. So, Please just choose one, just one, 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 one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Lindsay, if people have questions about CSA, they're interested in all of this stuff we've been talking about today, how can they get a hold of you? And we'll make sure to put the links in the Facebook page and, and in the group. So how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. Our website is the contractor salesacademy.com. Mm -hmm. um, we also have okay. a Facebook page under the same name, Contractor Sales Academy. Um, that's probably. The easiest way is just to kind of find general information. And then my direct email is help, H-E-L-P, at contractorsalesacademy.com. And that way you can get a hold of me directly and I can answer any questions that way too. Awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Good. We will make sure to put all those links in the uh, information that we shared today. And we always close with a quote. And so I thought it was good because it seemed like this was a overriding theme of today's episode. And it is uh, a quote from Thomas Fries. And he says, the questions you ask are more important than the thing you could ever say, which I love. Ask a lot of questions out there today, people, and have a terrific day. And thank you all for joining us here on the Fight Club. And thank you, Lindsay. We had a good time see, seeing you and speaking with you. Please say hi to all the guys back there for us and have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Go fight. Thanks so bye. much. Go fight. Bye. <laughs> oh, yay. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club 4, as in the number 4, business. Fight Club for business.